Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Guardrail Podcast. Yes. I'm your host, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the host. (laughs) I'm one of the hosts, co-hosts. Co-host, co-host. Co-host. What's that saying that people in the 90s used to say a lot about like God being your co-pilot? co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, what was the saying that was like, oh, God, no, it's I'm a bumper the pilot. sticker, yeah. God's my co-pilot or something. Yeah, kind. Jesus, take the wheel. No, that, that wasn't song? in the 90s. You remember the song? Who sang that one? I don't know. The blonde hair trick. Carrie Underwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about, though. They used to be like, oh... The Lord is my co-pilot, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, you know what I was listening to the other day is like, um, country singers don't say Jesus anymore or God. Why? Like when they're accepting awards, they say the big man upstairs and stuff. Why? Because they're afraid or something, and they don't like share their faith, faith or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they don't, they don't do it, but it's like. How do you know about this? What were you reading? Some uh, some guy was talking about it on a podcast. He mm-hmm. is like a, uh, a Christian artist or whatever, but um, for country music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the people that are Christian are like shying away from saying those things. Really? Yeah. You know, it's just really funny too, because like in Brazil, there is this um, famous TV uh, personality or whatever. She is like for kids. Like a a woman, she has a, uh-huh, yeah. a TV, a kid show or whatever, mm-hmm. and she used to say the big man upstairs. Like she would never say Jesus or God yeah, or anything. Right. Right? It's because she's not <laughs> Christian. She's like some sort of like <laughs> a cult or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't actually a Christian. No, no, she's not a Christian. But you know, when she wants, because like the country is mostly Catholic and stuff like that. Like when she wanted to talk about God, she would say the big man upstairs. But she never would say God. I remember Jesus. this lady. I think I watched like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh something. yeah, it was it was. Didn't she sing and stuff? Isn't yeah. she a singer? She was a model. She was a singer. Yeah. She was in the. What was her name? Controversial her name? movies. Oh, <laughs> early on in her career. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's the nineties. There was no internet. There's nothing for you to like find, oh, find yeah, out about true. this stuff. Shusha is her name. Shusha. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it's funny too. There is like she had like a like dancers with her, mm-hmm. and one of the dancers was like a group of guys or whatever, and he left the group and became Christian, and then he started to talk about everything that happens behind the scenes and stuff, and how do you have to make these rituals with to these gods and stuff and he like uh just like spilled the beans and stuff about everything you know what i mean like oh yeah like, yeah i saw him here in far river and the s- things that he said were like really so demonic yeah i was like oh my god we used to watch all these crap <laughs> and these people behind the scenes are like making like doing satanic rituals and stuff i was like oh that's crazy. I guess they're more like open about that stuff in Brazil, no? Like, like it's known that like, oh, these are like devil worshippers. So, like these um, people. It's, no, no, it's not like that. Um, there are um, there are religions in Brazil who, which came from Africa that are like, yeah, that's what I you know. But it's never the devil. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a saint. It's this and that. Like different parts of Brazil have different 
religions and stuff. Like, for instance, in Rio, but this isn't specific to Rio, it's, it's like more specific to the north of Brazil. Uh, people dress in white and they make offerings at the beach during like um, New Year's. You know what I'm saying? And it's all, it's like this weird religion. But if you go to the north of Brazil, people are like always dressed up in white and they're like. Isn't that like the Santeria stuff? It's no, Santeria is Mexican. This is from Africa. Like oh. these are the, you know, mm. religions that came from Africa. Yeah. And it's like openly practiced. It's not like behind doors or anything. Like it's kind of like the the witches here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I'm a witch, and they go and do weird crap in the woods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But in Brazil, it's like it's mainstream. Like people. Yeah. Yeah. And do that's that sort what of I meant. Crap. Like yeah. people like are more. Yeah, they'll, they'll like sacrifice chickens and stuff like that, and put it on people's like front gate and put a bunch of candles around it and crap like that when they want to put like a a curse or something a curse on you or that's creepy <laughs> you just show up and there's a freaking chicken man i remember as a child like just like biking through i don't know some weird parts of like my city and then you just see a chicken and you see a bunch of candles and stuff and it's like really oh my god yeah you, you saw me. this oh yeah oh yeah it's common or and you sit like there's they put booze into it like it's an offering to like their god or whatever the demon you know what i mean or sometimes you be <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're walking and you hear like people um beating the drums and stuff and there's people in the circle like acting all weird and like being in a trance and stuff and it's mm. like oh my god they're doing like a jeez a little demonic service <laughs> over there good thing you yeah. escaped out of there with your life <laughs> <laughs> freaking grab that little boy on the bicycle and take him as the next sacrifice um yeah it would i don't think they do that but you know what i mean like, i mean you haven't yes. seen the movies i've seen then <laughs> i'm sure that some sort of <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies about this kind of thing. I know yeah, human sacrifices involved, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it's like they would. <laughs> I don't know. They go to jail, right? If they openly practice stuff like that, but and, and there's what? people that come and visit or whatever, so they're not gonna. Hey, let's go grab a kid and kill it, kill the child. And well, they wouldn't do it in public. Yeah, I know. Like, That's what I'm saying. There's the the parts that you see. Yeah. is the you know mm-hmm. the polished up and. Oh my god! Welcome. Uh, this reminds part. me of this. <laughs> speaking of the nineties, my parents letting me watch like, like these horrifying. Well, first off, I mean, I think we've already talked about the Not scary, behind. like you know, uh, like tribulation movies or whatever yeah, yeah, from yeah, like yeah. the seventies. But my mom, <laughs> my parents, I don't know why they tagged me along for these type of things, but there was like some kind of. Do you, have you ever watched the the Son of Sam no. documentary? No. <laughs> what is that? It's this terrifying documentary about like this serial killer back in like the <laughs> the eighties or something. I don't know where he was from. The sixties, seventies, eighties. Who knows? Back when serial killing was like a hot thing to do. Yeah. You know, this guy like was like a Satanist and like went around killing people and like you know doing oh, crazy I heard of this, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then, like he got, he became saved. Like in, like people tried to kill him multiple times in prison, but he's like lived through all of it. Oh wow! And he became a Christian. And the documentary was about that, but was it he was, in jail and then came out? 
he he's oh he's forever in jail if he's even alive oh, now. But okay. like it was him like somebody did a documentary about him and what happened to him and then he was like talking in prison. And I remember as like a nine year old, like think Lily's age, watching this documentary with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> like being freaking terrified. What was like, talked about like just murdering people in their cars. Thinking? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like like the satanism like the i remember like the the goat like the satan goat or whatever mm, it was like yeah. <laughs> worshiping it and stuff there's all these like scary images <laughs> <laughs> so i've seen a thing or two yeah. regarding these yeah, things it's pretty crazy yeah yeah that's that sticks with me i still remember Did the, the president of brazil that was reelected. um he openly practices some of these things like they'll bring these priests priests and stuff and like they'll bless him in front of people and like mm, that's creepy put like weird clothes on him and stuff like that and it, it's, cool. it's, it's terrible yeah it's terrible <laughs> that's who you want running the country um i mean is the u.s any different is like who's that's running secret who's running this <laughs> they country do that weird or, crap in secret yeah i i do appreciate that they would do <laughs> stuff in Brazil, like openly, because it's like, yeah, well, well you we know. know what we're dealing with. Yeah. yeah, and over here, over here, things are shady, and it's like you, yeah. you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, it's, right. Like Hollywood is all full of creepy, yeah, Satan, pedophile people, yeah. and like, yeah, right. But like, we don't know about it, but we do know mm-hmm. about it. Like everybody yeah. knows, yeah, you know. But at least in in Brazil's version of Hollywood, people know these people are satanists so it's like well there you know yeah it's open the more you know (laughs) yeah yeah so um what do you want to talk about (laughs) i guess we can transition from this conversation um i was going to talk about thanksgiving but Man, I don't know. We've been somewhere... talking about this for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Um, I guess there's one thing no that easy... um, um, being openly being open about practicing weird religions and stuff like that is that people are open to spiritual things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Over here, people don't seem to care about them. You know what I'm saying? It's like they. Pretend God doesn't exist. Pretend the spiritual world doesn't exist. Demons, angels, and stuff like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, that's why you go to a service in Brazil. There's like a 50-50 chance that someone's going to start screaming in the middle of the service. <laughs> and, you know, some people are going to have to walk over them and, like, deliver them and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the good part is the belief is bigger. And people have healings and like miracles happen more often you know what i mean like you talk to any missionary that goes outside of the u.s and they're like oh my god over there you pray for people and like they're healed and demons come out and stuff like that like there's it's much more tangible you know what i'm saying and over here because of the unbelief things don't happen like that do you think it's because of unbelief yeah i do i do think people are um our unbelievers here. And I do think that the devil plays with that strategy too, because if he just starts uh, going nuts on people and manifesting like demons in church and stuff like that, people would like be scared and maybe they'll think, Oh, maybe this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like there's Mm -hmm. a different playbook here almost, you know what I'm saying? Mm So, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think, well, I think a lot of times, you know, when you talk about like healing and stuff, um, 
you well, you go to a third world country, it's like these people don't have medicine uh, to get healed. They don't have access to it. Yeah. Even if they do have it, they wouldn't necessarily have access to it. And I think that there's a level of like, this is our only hope. Yeah. In America, in the Western culture and civilization, that's not necessarily true. You know, yeah. we have alternative, you know, methods of healing. Um, we have wealth, right? Well, so, yeah. yeah can... Like, well, it's like this, like, okay, so you have someone from a third world country who you're like, who knows, they're like, can't walk right, right, whatever. They have some kind of disease. Who knows? The some some African villages where there's like yeah okay there's a hospital in like the next you know yeah. however many miles away city right this family they're not going there it's not going to happen this kid either is going to die or whatever else you yeah know? so then you have a missionary come and say well God can heal like yeah like this kid's desperate their family's desperate they yeah. believe they want healing and and there's no other option well they also know? see people uh, offering sacrifices and right. goats yeah, yeah. and. You know, I hear people say that <laughs> you're over there and people are worshiping the devil and people start levitating and stuff like mm, that. So yeah, so they true. believe in stuff. Yeah, they, you know what I'm they know it's legit. Yeah. And then when they see that God is the one that has the real power, they yeah. are open to it. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. Over here, you don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though it's real, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, um, you... Maybe you're, oh, I'm awakened or whatever. But I think the more you spend time with those religions and stuff, like the deeper you get yourself into the occult and the demonic. And then you might not meet the devil himself, but, you know, you're definitely yeah. oppressed and stuff. Yeah. Look at Cat Phone D, right? We've been think, uh, listening to her testimony and stuff and how she says that some of her friends are into tarot cards and self-help stuff and it's like it's all occult stuff you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but it comes in here it's in it's wrapped up in the you know oh it's a self-help thing it's there's like a packaging to it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying to make it look pretty yeah but underneath is demonic you know what i'm saying right and you know the country is not like that they just go straight to the <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I think there's more of a relationship to what is natural and what's spiritual yeah. in those kind of people's eyes. You know, they see the that there's no barrier. Yeah. And, like, people here are too smart to to know any, like, they're too smart for their own good, right? Like, they're too educated. So, like, mm-hmm. that's not possible. Science is, you know, this and that, whatever. Yeah. And so I think that that creates a barrier for healing and different things in this culture because of... Well, I, I don't know. It's tough to say because I think that there is level. I mean, God does heal you through medicine and everything else. Like, yeah, you know, I work in a healthcare field. Like, I believe in that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, well, it yeah, works. it's legit. It's a thing. Like, yeah. God gave you that. Like, yeah. you know, ask God to heal you, then take your pills, man. Like, that's your healing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do what you need to do. But I don't know. But um, it's funny about that. It's funny about talking about like following, um, you know. Sp- Different things in life, you know, different, um, like, you're talking about Kat Von D and, like, how she kind of, she was talking about how her parents were missionaries in Mexico. Yeah. And she grew up in the church. Yeah. But then somewhere along the way just got... They moved here, right? And then she kind of, like, rebelled or whatever and chose a different lifestyle. Yeah. And now she's, like, Christian. Yeah. And it's cool. Um, 
I hate how people just find nasty things to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, she's not a real Christian. And <laughs> they feel like they're better than she is and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? At, people who say things like that and make comments like that definitely do not have like any real, I don't know. I don't know the right way to say it. Uh, I don't know if they fear God enough. Could be a bunch of teenagers. You never yeah, know and who's behind a keyboard. It's like, hey. Anyway, what I was saying is like people who make comments like that about other people's relationship with God or, or what they perceive yeah. to be don't read the Bible much. They can't yeah. because, I mean, even in Matthew 7, it says like, hey, judge lest you be judged, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to make a comment about somebody when you're ignoring the freaking log in your own eye, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was it's awful. like, I think people should be a little bit more careful. Like Matthew 7, 1 says, do not judge that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you'll you'll be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not notice the log that's in your own eye? Yeah. So anyway, that being said, um, you know what I see a lot about on you know what I see a lot on Facebook is um, there's a lot of Christian channels solely dedicated to like picking apart other preachers and mm-hmm. ministries and stuff like that that's just awful you know what i'm saying yeah because you could take a clip out of anywhere and be like look how dumb these people are look, oh yeah you can these bastards are deceiving yeah. whatever and it's just like oh you watch one of those videos and then there's like a hundred more of stuff like that you know what i'm saying it's like oh, yeah. so terrible it's it's annoying to me because you know god loves that person yeah so if someone talks crap about you i'm offended because i love you like, why are you trying to offend God by talking crap about yeah. one of his kids? Even you know? people that we know are like legit um, teachers and pastors and stuff. I was like, this been following this guy for 20 years. I never said, I never seen him say or do anything weird. You know what I'm saying? But there are definitely YouTube channels dedicated just to like point out how demonic they are and how they're <laughs> leading. Yeah. Uh, their flock astray and stuff like that. I was like, oh my God, people mm-hmm. are just like weird out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But I if- think I think a lot of people will start a YouTube channel or whatever and then they'll soon run out of things to talk about. So they'll go into this sensationalism type of deal and just, you know, these people are deceiving you. This mm-hmm. Christian band is deceiving you and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I think that there are plenty of uh, I, I know that they are, but who like are in influential positions that I don't know what's going on. Like Oh yeah. But Even, my question is is who are you to I know, right? call them out? Like yeah. <laughs> you better be real sure God's telling you to be Yeah. the one that hey, yeah, like I doubt. Like I really highly doubt that's God's been like, "Hey, fa, go ahead and and talk a lot of crap about that person yeah. to everybody. Go and ahead and judge this go person. Go ahead and Go ahead them. and judge them and <laughs> yeah. condemn them. Right in front of yeah. everybody. Yeah. Like I doubt that you're hearing from it's God crazy. in that moment. I spoke about this before like when like growing up in Brazil, you'd see the prophets mm-hmm. that once in a while once in a while would come around to your church or whatever mm-hmm. and they would just be tearing people up from the pulpit saying nasty things about (laughs) people you know what i mean yeah and um for the past year or so for us we have been kind of like filling out the prophetic stuff right like 
people will come in here and we'll pray for them and we see things and God shows us things. Sometimes there are things that are like spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like things that nobody knew. Yeah. Things that you see and it's like life changing for that person or whatever. But I don't know about you. I guess I, I do know about you. But like for this whole year, God's never showed me anybody sinning or doing anything bad that i have to like call out and be like you're a piece of crap you can't be the like i don't god's never operated that way with me and with you too right so i don't know where and it's not and that's not biblical you know what i mean so i don't know where these people get this information from where they could just go around in churches and condemn people and like shame people and stuff you know what i'm saying yeah so i was like where's like where's this coming from Right, yeah. And people think that it's their job to correct yeah. people and set them straight, but I mean it's not. <laughs> yeah. Especially people who have like legitimately no like actual authority. Like God hasn't put you in any kind of position over that person. You don't know that person. Yeah. You're not discipling that person. Like what authority do you have over them? You yeah. don't know any better than you know, you don't even know them. That's crazy. Real? Uh the only thing that does to people in the church is just drive them out. Yeah. I've, like I've seen countless youths leave the church (laughs) (laughs) because people um you know just completely shame them and destroy them in in the church you know in the name of prophecy in the name of god and stuff like that yeah it's true but you know i mean it's interesting about all that um and actually leads me into what i want to talk about because you know okay so how do you know that you're following God, right? How do you know that what you're, the voice you're hearing? So when you're praying for somebody and you're starting to see the things that you're seeing, how do you know it's not the enemy or it's just you making stuff up? Like, how do you know that what you're seeing or that what's happening, you're actually following the spirit and not your flesh or the enemy or something else? Right, yeah. How do you know? I don't know. That's my prayer every day. I was like... I want to follow you. I don't want to follow any other weird voice or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes you're unsure. Yeah, because there's a lot of voices, right? Yeah. Like, not only is that like your flesh is like constantly, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always at war with the spirit. Yeah. The Bible says that, you know, you're always in conflict with the spirit, right? Your flesh needs to submit. Yeah. Um. So not only like your flesh wants to say and is used to being in control, you know, you have the Holy Spirit. And then you have the voice of other people, you know, influencing the moment. Yeah. You have uh, also the enemy, right? Because the enemy lies to you and, and just tries to deceive you. So how do you know, like, okay, the voice I'm hearing or things I'm seeing is actually coming from God and not myself or or yeah. one of the other things, you know? And, like, how do you know that you're following God and not something else? Yeah. Right? It's like I was praying like this is this is a series of like a couple different things that God has I think God's been trying to teach me um something he I mean I know he's teaching me something but it's like almost like small little lessons to go into a bigger understanding does that make sense like yeah, it's like yeah. I have to kind of learn it's like piece by piece yeah kind of and so like it started with like Jesus showing me one time I I was praying and I was just like, okay, um, I think I, I, it's possible I already shared this in an episode, but I don't think I shared it to like the whole complete scene or whatever. But, um, like back in September, he showed me like, um, well, first off I was praying, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to pray and like, I'm going to be with you now, but like, 
I don't know what to pray. I didn't have anything to pray about. So I was just like, maybe I should just ask God if he wants to say something to me. Like, maybe I should just be like, should I just listen right now? Because, yeah. like, is this a time for listening, God? Is this a time for me to pray? Is this a time for me to do, like, worship? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what to do in the times right. I'm spending yeah. with God. You know, like, what do you want to do, Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's my struggle, too, lately. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where to take my prayer yeah. time. And, like, I think sometimes I don't know what to pray because I'm not meant like the Holy Spirit doesn't want me to pray per se, but just yeah. like maybe I'm supposed to worship or maybe he's supposed to, he wants to tell me something or show me something. Yeah. But I'm too busy yapping away right, to like right, hear right, and yeah. listen. So anyway, so I was like in the shower and I was like, okay, God, like, do you want to say something? And like almost immediately I started to see Jesus um, in the kitchen um, throwing away expired food out of my fridge. Right. Which is not, and again, I'm pretty sure I've shared this on here already, but if I haven't, whatever. But like, which is not a stretch because there's a lot of sauces in our current refrigeration, uh, <laughs> refrigerator. And um, Fa, Fa uh, often complains because. Um, yeah, whole top he shelf doesn't, is all sauces. Yeah, well, you listen, I like to have varying sauces because when I'm on my like healthy kick or whatever, which is, I'm trying to eat healthy. I try to eat vegetables, but health, like vegetables don't taste good. So I need, <laughs> I need to put sauce here. on them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the hot sauce, whatever I can find. Let's be I like to have all different kinds of sauces, ranch, different variations of mayonnaise, all the things. I want it all. It's, and I want it's, it all. When I'm on a uh, straight and narrow, when mm-hmm. it comes to my, when it comes to dieting, I crave hot sauce. I like, I, I crave things to put on the mm-hmm. food because yeah. Things don't taste yeah, good. Yeah, no, it doesn't taste good. When you're not good. eating sugar and carbs, yeah. it's like you you want not, anything to taste so different true. in your mouth. <laughs> you want something. And I like basically only eat eggs and sweet potatoes most of the time. So yeah. <laughs> they make that interesting for my palate. I need to have a lot of sauces. <laughs> so anyway, um, but Jesus wasn't like looking at them and throwing them away. They were expired. And um, then I saw him like clean off my counter and take out like lettuce and chop it up right and um, make a salad and then people came over for like a worship night and like he was serving us salad and like good things and um some people were like i don't like eating a salad so i didn't eat it like you know some people don't eat vegetables and like some people already ate before they came which we talked about last time i think and then some people ate and that was what I saw. And I was like, I don't know what that means. What, the, what does the expired food mean, God? Like, what? I don't get it. You know, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, after like a while, um, Holy Spirit was like, it's not about what the food is. It's about what it isn't. It's not me. You have to consume me. And there's a lot right. of other things that you're consuming um, in addition to me. And so I had to like kind of really inspect myself as far as like, what does that even mean? Because I don't, I don't even watch TV anymore. I don't like what I'm consuming, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. And, um, like I saw like different churches as kind of restaurants. It's like, it's processed food, right? Like mm, it's like you go, fast food. somebody else already prepared that meal for you. Like you've done nothing to, you know, yeah. to, to go to McDonald's and they have fast food. It's processed. It's salty. It's not good for you. It's high in cholesterol, high in fat. But it satisfies that hunger need. And and the fact is, is that everybody's hungry and everybody wants to eat. Whether you know Jesus or not, you are hungry spiritually. Everyone is hungry and everyone is eating something because everyone has 
that need. Yeah. And so we're filling up on the world. We're filling up on TV. We're filling up on podcasts. We're filling up on each other. We're filling up on, you know, the news media, politic stuff, political stuff. We're filling up on something. Don't get me wrong. I don't care what kind of relationship you have with God. You're spiritually, you are hungry and you are eating. Yeah. So, and it goes the same with church. It's like people in church are eating, but they'll eat uh, fast food. Like, so it's like the people came to our house. They weren't, some of them weren't interested in eating like a good wholesome meal. They had already filled up on something else before coming there. And so like what Jesus is preparing, they were already full. So like if you're too full to eat, you're not going to eat, you know, um, what God's serving. Right. And he's the daily uh, bread that we're looking for, you know, um, so give us a say our daily bread. He's the word. He is the daily bread. So he's like, basically you're still filling up on something and it's not me. And so I had to really examine myself and be like, okay, what am I filling up on? Well, I used to listen to podcasts like constantly. Yeah. And like I said, I've shared this on here before, so I'm going over this quickly, but like I've already kind of like pulled back on that because basically like there's a lack in my life of knowing God's word and consuming God's word daily. I do read the Bible daily, but it's not something I'm feasting on. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to change that. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I saw that months go by. I'm I'm praying again and I see like me at the counter. I, actually, I was at the kitchen island and I was waiting um, like we had just eaten like Jesus. It was the same scene again, but like a different time. And Jesus had he was doing the dishes like it's like when you go over to somebody's house and you, um, you know, you're going over for dinner um you eat and then like the host usually is the one that like clears out the plates and if you're a polite guest you like help right and then they like they do the dishes while you're there talking and it's like a bunch of us were at the kitchen island talking while jesus was doing the dishes mm. and i was um watching him and then i realized like something like i, I kind of woke up there for a minute i was like oh wait <laughs> i should yeah. be helping like that's so rude of me yeah so i go over to jesus and i start drying off the dishes and um and I, I didn't know what that meant. Like, I, I just was like, okay, I don't, I don't get it, God. So I'm like praying about this and I'm like, okay, God. Um, so like, I want to be a part of the dishes. I don't get what the dishes represent. <laughs> like, what do you try to say about that? I don't know what that means. Um, And that was that, right? And so weeks later, I still don't know what that means, but I'm praying about it. And I'm like, oh God, I want to be a part of the in-between of the meals. You know, it's like we're consuming. And I was like, okay, you do the dishes and you're washing off the meal. And I'm like, I don't get that. But then the Holy Spirit was like, well, it's really not about washing off what you just consumed. It's about being ready for the next meal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, like I want to be ready for the next meal all the time. Like I want to be a part of it. And in the in-between of the meals, you know, what is the in-between of when you are consuming God, right. when you're eating his daily bread. What is the in-between? I want to be a part of it with Jesus. I want to do what Jesus is doing in the in-between, right? So anyway, long story short, again, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, weeks later, I'm, I'm praying, and I see this, um, and like, to reference like God's presence in like a previous episode of this podcast, like, you know, to me, one time, God, um, his presence was represented to me in the snow. Like, his snow was God's presence falling on me. Like, the snow was falling on me. It was God's presence. The whole premise of that episode was, like, I was wanting to build a snowman in the snow, but without the snow. 
like I wanted a snowman, but right. without God's presence. And he was basically like, you have to seek my face and my face is my presence. My being with me is the goal for you. Like you have to want me, but I wanted the benefits of him, like playing in the snow and building a snowman, going sledding. And I wanted that before I wanted his face. So it's like, I wanted to seek his word or his revelation or his vision, but not seek his face. Right. And and he was like, you're getting it backwards. It's like, you're walking outside in springtime and getting angry at me that I'm not giving you a vision. And it's like, you're getting angry at me that you're, there's no snowman to build, but you're like not even in the snow, you know, right. you yeah. have to be in God's presence to enjoy the benefits of his presence. Right. So the reason I say that is because this one time I was praying and I started to see like it was a snow scene again. Right. And um, I was going up the hill to go sledding and I was following what I thought was Jesus and he turned around and he was a wolf <laughs> and I was like okay that's not Jesus and he had these like shining eyes um, and they were like creepy shining eyes and like I was following this wolf and he was going up this hill and I was bringing my sled with me because I was like gonna go sledding and he was leading me up to this what looked like Jesus. It looked like Jesus, but I knew it wasn't Jesus. He was at the top of the hill because he had the same shiny eyes as the wolf did. And I was like, this is a false Jesus and this is a false whatever and I don't want to be following it. And it was like a false spirit. And it was something that like pretended to be Jesus, but wasn't Jesus. And I was following this. And immediately I thought of that that verse in, in Matthew 7, about like the wolves in sheep clothing, like beware of them, like yeah. the false prophets, yeah, you yeah. know, because it was a wolf and that was like what I came to my mind. And so I was praying about that for a long time. I was like, God, I don't want to follow a false spirit, like a false prophet. Like, am I following like a false spirit right now? Like, and I was like, I don't even get it because how can the false spirit even like, even like be in the snow, like God's presence, like this was God's presence in, in this vision, like. I'm playing in the snow in God's presence, but there's a false spirit there. How does that work? And like right away, God reminded me of Pharaoh's magicians and how they were able to replicate like the signs um, and the plagues and whatever, like the, the snakes and yeah. and the blood of the, the Nile and all that stuff. Like they're able to copy it. And like, right. you know, God was like, yeah, like false spirits can pretend all day long and look like me and sound like me and act like me. And, right. and that's why I warn you about it. Like, don't follow the false prophets, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's so strange. Like, okay, like I'm praying against that. Like, I don't want to be following any false prophet, false spirit. I don't want to do that. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow your presence, your Holy spirit only. So then like the next day, uh, I didn't get any more revelation about that. And then the next day I was praying again and it was the same scene, but I went down the hill with Jesus. Like I was, I was with Jesus on the sled. And then once we were down the hill, Jesus um, was still on the sled, but I was like looking around and I could see like in the snow, there was this basketball court and that same wolf was over there with a bunch of other people playing basketball. Right. There was like right. a bunch of action, looked like a huh. lot of fun. And I go over to them. Like I just like left Jesus on the sled and <laughs> I go over to this basketball court and um, I'm like, I kind of want to be in on the fun, you know, like it looks fun. Like I like playing basketball, like, you know, mm-hmm. and this, and this wolf was like, oh, hey, I was like, hey, can I like join you? 
And the wolf was like, sure, yeah, of course you can. And and he hands me a cigarette. He's like, just <laughs> he's like, just take a puff. And I was like, that's so odd. I didn't take the cigarette, but I was like, what is happening? And I immediately I was like, oh my God, this is like I felt like I was in like a dare commercial or something it looks from like, like a, the nineties. It looks like a nineties movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is a dare <laughs> like commercial. <laughs> Don't give in to peer pressure. Yeah. But that's what it was. It was like a peer pressure moment. It's like, sure, you can join us if you want to, but you just gotta do what we do. You know? Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to smoke cigarettes with you. So I'm praying about that. I'm like, God, what does this mean? I don't want to follow a false spirit. I don't want to give in to peer pressure and be like everybody else. And and, and specifically the church community, I understood that's what this was. And right. I was like, what does this mean? Like, I don't know what to pray. This is so odd. Yeah. And then the next day, like, I didn't get any more revelation about that. But the next day I saw another vision and I'm like praying, like, oh, God, I want to follow you alone. I want to know your voice, Jesus. Like, Blah, blah, blah. So the next day is I'm seeing, I'm at a water park with Jesus and I'm like a little kid. And we just came off this like huge water slide and I come down and we're like having lots of fun. It was like really exciting. And like, of course, I'm a little kid and I'm like, let's go. The next slide, the next slide, (laughs) let's go. And so I'm trying to drag Jesus around, but he's like, no, 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 no. We're going to go on this one. And, and I was like, no, Jesus, I want to go on that ride. It was like a different ride on the park, you know? Right. And I'm like, no, we go on that one. That one doesn't have a line. We can get on it real quick. And she's just like, no, we're going to wait for this one. This one's the better ride. But I was like, Jesus, that has such a long line. I don't want to wait in line for this ride. I want to go on that ride because that one's quicker. And it's like, it's just as fun. And Jesus is like, no. And he wouldn't give in. So I like relented and I'm waiting in line with Jesus for this next ride. And it was right. like, it took forever. Like, you know how it is for kids. It's like, you're freaking oh, yeah. waiting in line. It takes an eternity. And I'm just waiting there, like super impatient and annoyed. So anyway, that was it. Like, that's what God showed me. And I was like, God, what does this all mean? I don't understand what you're saying to me. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you mean by any of this. Blah, blah, blah. You know? And I'm, I'm praying about it for a while. And so finally, the Holy Spirit was like, you know, how you start to follow false prophets, like you do know how people are led to follow false prophets Mm. and how they are led to follow false spirits. You know, like we've all encountered people, maybe, maybe not like Baptist people or people who are like (laughs) more low key as far as like, I don't know, signs and wonders and different prophetic stuff like those those people who pentecostal people so if you grew up in a pentecostal church or specifically assemblies of god church (laughs) then you haven't 100 percent encountered a wackadoo um like that's not a judgment thing it's just what it is you know that specific kind of denomination and just pentecostal charismatic those vibes yeah they draw specific weirdos because there's a freedom right and like we have all, and with without question, if you are have been into uh, Summings of God Church like that, in whenever specific amount of time, I don't even know. But let's just say I grew up in it, and you go there one month, one week, one service, you can go there and encounter a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, and like for every ten people who are legit and are actually hearing from God, there's 
at least an, a one weirdo in those yeah. 10 people. Yeah. You know, that's not hearing from God. And they're yeah. like saying weird stuff. And they're just like taking advantage of the freedom of the church yeah. to be a whack and to say wacky things. And I don't know what they're following. But that those people are what I'm afraid of because <laughs> because I don't want to be like that. And like how how is it possible that these people think they're hearing from God, but they're like obviously not for so many reasons, let alone their fruits. You know, it's like, okay, well, yeah. you're a wacko and you're horrible. <laughs> you know, condemning people, whatever else, your fruits are bad. So I already know like you're not legit. But like yeah. how do you get to that place? How do you get to a place where you're – you think you're hearing God, but really you're just, um, I don't know, mentally ill or either following a false spirit or something else. Like, yeah. it's very clear what you're saying is not nonsense, you know? Yeah. But how do you get to that point? And I was like, the Holy Spirit was like, you know how you end up following a false prophet or how you end up following a false spirit? And because we, we learned that, like, obviously, like, false spirits can... They can look, you know, act, do some things of my, like, you know, that you find in God's presence, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you get to that point? And he said, when you make it about the signs and the wonders and the prophecies and not about me. Yeah. He's like, when you start making it about the, the, the water ride and not about the time with me. He said, when you're unwilling to wait in line with me. And you want to just get the thrills. Mm. That's when you start opening yourself up for the possibility of yeah. being led astray. Because it has to be about me. And he said, you know, when you make it about the action, about the thrills, about feeling good, about like, because like praying for people, ministering for people, when it's like legit, it feels great. It's like such a, it's like, this is why I'm alive. It does. So, yeah. but you can easily chase that feeling. And an opportunistic spirit that's watching you will take advantage of that. If you are in it to prophet, like people worship the worship prophecy. They don't worship God. Some people. Yeah. Some people make, I, I've already encountered so many people that are like, oh, I saw an angel. Like every Sunday, it's some kind of like mystical thing that happens. And it's like, Lord, you know, it's like, I don't know. And not to say that's not legit. Like that can't be a thing. Yeah. But it's like some people make it like, they're like a super spiritual something or other. Like, it's just like their whole life is that. And they just, idolize it. Yeah. They, they make it into an idol. And that's what he was saying to me. He was like, you put yourself at risk for following a false spirit when you make it more about the sleigh ride and not about me. Yeah. When you make it more about the water ride and not about me, because if it's about me, you'll wait in line with me all day long because it's about me. Yeah. You're with me. Yeah, it's true. Doesn't matter if you're on a sli- uh, on a on a water ride or not. Yeah, because it's about me. And he said, if you make it about me, then you won't um, you won't you won't ditch me for somebody else that's going sledding because I can't always sled. He said, there's always there never. What he said is that it's not always going to be about the sledding. You're not always going to go down on a sled. There's always a time where you come down the hill. And there's a resting time or there's one like you have to climb back up again. He said that there's always moments where there may not be action or what you perceive to be action. But if it's about me, you won't follow somebody else. Like basically people, I don't know if I'm communicating this well, but basically people are looking for the thrill of the spirit. They're looking for the feel good times. They're not looking for me. And he said, when you seek me, you find me and the things I'm doing. 
Right. Um, and, and then he brought me back to like the kitchen situation where I was like at the kitchen sink doing the dishes. And he said, this is how people, um, okay, I should back up. He said, you know what happens when you go over to somebody's house and you're there for the meal and not for the host? You fall asleep. You take a nap on their couch. Yeah. And he said the same thing with me. He said, when you're in it to be filled up and to feel satisfied and to feel good, you'll go to sleep spiritually because you only ever show up for the meal. Right. But when it's about me, you'll do the dishes with me because it's about me. It's not about the filling yeah, or the being satisfied. So it's like, you'll do the dishes with me because it's about the host. It's not about the meal. And he said, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like, you're in danger of following a false spirit or a false prophet when you make it about the thrills and the, and the doing of my presence, but not the being of my being with me, you know, in my presence. Yeah. In me. And it's just kind of funny because, you know, like it goes down there and it talks, uh, Matthew 7, it talks about all this, right? But then it goes down in like 21, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I would declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those people are not in it for Jesus. They're in it for the miracles. They're in yeah. it for the demon casting. They're in it for the, you know. That's um, the most, um, that's the scariest verse in the Bible for me. But it's not. I know. But if you, now it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've like, that's the verse I've been scared of for a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I was oh, like, oh my God. How I thought do you, I knew you, Jesus. How do you know that you're not? you know that you know god in yeah. here but now you know that those people are in it for the ministry you know yeah, what I'm these people like, are casting out demons in a name that's what they were doing yeah they didn't care about jesus they cared about the demon casting you know yeah the they care about that they care the about their gifts yeah. you know what i'm saying like right. not and in other words they care about the hands of god but not its face yes you know exactly it's the people that are not seeking him right you know what i'm saying yes they're only seeking what God can do for them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's like, no matter what, whatever I do, it's really, really comes down to just keeping my eyes on Jesus. It's always going to be about Jesus. Yeah. Never going to be about prophecy. It's never going to be about ca- doing miracles or casting demons out. It's always going to be about Jesus and me coming to Jesus. And if Jesus happens to be doing miracles that day or casting demons out, then I'm a part of that because I'm with Jesus. Yeah. So whatever Jesus is doing, whether he's waiting in line for the water ride or I'm on the sleigh with him coming down the mountain or whatever, it's about Jesus. That's what it's about. We make it about other things and that's when we get confused and um, misled. Yeah. And we start following when we, the wrong thing. When we first started on our personal revival here, that's been going on for a year now. Um, it was very exciting to go pray every day because consistently God was showing us stuff every day and it was just like the heavy presence of God every time you prayed and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. But the days that those things didn't happen was like torture, yeah. honestly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the way that God showed the way that he explained this to me is like some days there's a fire 
some days you gather wood. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I would pray and I would be reminded of this, like things weren't happening, but I would see myself gathering wood or the thing that kept coming up to me a lot is I would see, you know, those stress balls mm-hmm. that you, you know, squeeze or whatever. Um, it's like, I would see myself squeezing that stuff and my arm, like I look at my arms and my arms are like, it's, it was like an exercise for my arms. My arms would get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like you were working a muscle that you never worked before. So you're just, when you're praying, like you're working that muscle. There's not necessarily any uh, fireworks when you're praying. Like you're not seeing weird stuff. You, like God's not showing you like crazy weird stuff or yeah. he's not talking to you. Like, you know, uh, clearly he's not talking to you. But there are days that you go, you go and you pray and it's just like you're putting the work in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what he showed me. It's like you're putting the work in. Because if it's every, if you go pray every time and it's like every time it's like a weird, uh, a really nice prayer time and it's like just God's telling you stuff and God is showing you things, it it does become about that and not about him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to be ready to go in your room and pray and just not expect like the fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. But you need to always go and pray and you're like, I'm here for you. Yeah. 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 I'm here for you. I'm, I want to be with you. There was a while there too that every time I went to pray and God showed me things and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to tell that on a podcast or whatever. But then I had to like tell myself, I was like, I'm, I'm not here to get podcast content. Oh, I'm yeah. here for <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, For the past like two, three weeks, I've I've kind of had like a, uh, a hit like a a bit of a, a a bad patch or whatever of like whenever you go pray it's just like not exciting and nothing happens and stuff and it wasn't until like we all talked about this in our prayer it wasn't until you prayed for me actually the things like started changing and it like built my faith up back again it's just like I was. I was I, I was kind of down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, I'm praying. I'm not feeling a lot of things or whatever. But, like, you need to talk to other people. Like, I talk to you. And, like, you kind of realign me again. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. point me back to Jesus. It's like, oh, I think this is where you're going wrong. Or or you pray for me and things change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then I'm in, like, that really good space again where I'm coming to God. And I'm, like, I'm super excited. And things are happening and stuff. When you prayed for me, and do you want to share what you saw? Because you share things really well. No, do you remember? Sure. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, like you were seeing me look inside the house. Like we were on the porch, like me and Jesus, right? You were seeing that when you were praying for me. And I'm trying to get inside the house, or I'm looking all over, but Jesus is the one holding the keys. Like he had the keys to yeah. bring me in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that changed everything for me because whenever I go and I pray now, because before I was trying to pray and I was trying to make things happen, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But after you showed me that, when I went to pray, I just kept seeing him holding the keys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be here with you. Like I, when I when I was praying, I would, I would tell God, I'm going to be here with you. Um, 
And if you want to just sit here on the porch, I'll be on the porch with you. If you want to take me inside the house, I'll go inside the house. Yeah. And for and I was happy either way. You know what I'm right. saying? For a couple of t- like a couple times I went to pray, it was just we sat there out there. Like in my mind, I was seeing this. It's like we sat out there. Other times he walked to the door and he put the key on the door and we went in and it was just like a different experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I kind of think of the house that you were talking about, like being his kingdom or something like that, or like a place of secrets and stuff. I don't know what like the house means and stuff, but what is that noise? It's my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought it was Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It threw me off. But it, it made things really different and it, it made me understand it better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will pray and I'm like, you know what, Jesus, I'm here. If you want to get weird, I'll get weird. If you want to just chill, <laughs> we'll chill. You know what I'm saying? Like it, Right, because it's about him. I gave him the, which sounds weird to say, but I gave him the, the reins of this thing. It's like, you know what, I'm here to pray. We're going to go where you want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so it's 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 been good. Yeah. And I, that's what church is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually church. I'm beginning to realize that church is supposed to be what it looks like in those moments when we have our time with God secretly. Yeah. Like it's just supposed to be like a uh, a community um based thing. Yeah. Like we're we're like, "Okay, God, what do you want to do today?" Like and then, like, if he wants to do, you know, the use, you know, worship and sermon and whatever, fine. But, like, also, there needs to be an opportunity in, in an atmosphere where it's like, okay, God, we're here for you. Yeah. So, whatever you want to do. So, yeah. if there's we no sermon today. No, I'm saying it's like, I really feel like this is what I feel like is going to happen and is happening. Like, with our meetings is one thing. And I'm not saying one way or the other with what they are, but <laughs> my stomach keeps crawling. Um, but like, we've got to cut it out with all the fluff, with all the extra, with yeah. all the nonsense. Yeah. It's about Jesus or it's not like yeah. enough with the other crap that is garbage. Like I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. tired of all the extra things that are not about Jesus. Yeah. Like, I think he's trying to make his bride prepared for him. And I think that he's trying to make his church look like him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's like, what are we doing? If if our Sunday morning services aren't controlled by the Holy Spirit, then we're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know? I do think the Sunday morning service is kind of like, this is a service for the people. You know what I'm saying? It's not for God. Yeah, I don't think that's right. When, I don't know what we're doing that for. I'm not gonna, what do you need a service for? Yeah. It's his I church. Won't say, I won't say what. I don't know. What? It's it's not meant to be. It when I I was in service. I was in service one time, and I'm not going to say what church it is. But and this isn't like to make anybody feel bad or anything. But I was in service, and I was looking at the pastor, and I felt like God wanted to ask. Not the pastor, but the church, like a question. And I'm like, okay, what's what's the question? And he said to me, would you start a service knowing that it would not end? Mm. And I said, like, chills down my spine. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. we all go to church expecting church to end two hours or whatever. 
But what if it was a service that was just not going to end? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It sounds exciting, but it there's a cost there that we're not willing to pay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's it's heavy. It's crazy. And that's why church services end. That's why like we turn it on and we turn it off. It's a program. Yeah, it is a program. I don't even think that we fully turn it on. We're just there. A lot of a lot of people are just there uh, performing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to do a little thing. And then when we go home, we'll put God back in the box. And yeah. we'll see you next Sunday. I just, for me personally, I just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't yeah. be a part of it anymore. Yeah, I'm also not bad, mad at the church anymore because it's yeah. just a, I'm not mad at the church either. I it was, is, I'm part of that. I was. I did that all my yeah. life, and it served its purpose. I think that I. What I'm trying to say is, and like you can, things are changing, and you can like you can mark my words that church is not going to look the same in the next ten years than yeah. it does right now. The big production, yeah. flashing lights, whatever, whatever. And this isn't like I'm not saying something bad's going to happen where we all have to go in our houses or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying like I think that God is. Is is reconstruction, reconstructioning the the church, yeah, and what we know of church. I really think that's happening. I think people are done with it too. I think so. I think there's a distaste now for it's like okay, all the nonsense and the fluff yeah. and the garbage, the everything that God never asked us to do stuff is, is becoming distasteful. I think to people who are really hungry for God. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I only read the New Testament because slaps. Uh, but <laughs> I went back to reading the whole Bible, like starting from Genesis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that stands out to me is the temple, like how God had no temple. Yeah. And David's like, I got to build you a temple. Because he's like, I live in an awesome house. You need to live in an awesome house. And God's like, I don't want that. Yeah. He always wanted us to be the temple. You know what I mean? Like he always, I think he, I think what God was trying to explain is that I, if you put me in a temple, people are going to come to the temple. They'll, you know, act. And then once they're out of the temple, they think that that part's done. You know what I'm saying? They think that they've done their duty or they clocked in and clocked out. And now they're, you know, free to do whatever. Yeah. I think he knew it would become like a religious thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of like a daily thing where you're the temple. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Solomon yeah. did build a temple, though. I know, but but I'm saying like Jesus, saying. he didn't want it. And I, in the New Testament, we're at the temple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that was the original plan all along. Like he wanted us to be the temple, not be in a building. Yeah. He even said like, Earth is my footstool. You want to put me in a temple? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's what God was like. What do you think about all of that? So, as I'm on Instagram, begrudgingly, but then I'm on that because it's entertaining. Um, a lot of those big mega churches that are like up and coming are big, whatever. Like, I swear, like, more than one is like, oh, we're building a new church building and we need funds and yeah. send money to us. What do you think about all that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just feel, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask that because I'm from a third world country. Uh, we don't have that. 
And I mean, some places are like that in Brazil now, but I just, it's still like, it's so foreign to me, even though I live here now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this church so gigantic? And it's I, such a and weird I don't thing. even have a problem with that. No, yeah, I don't either, per se. Okay, this is what I feel, which means nothing because it's like legit me and not like hearing from God or something. <laughs> um, I just don't know. Like, there's something about it that doesn't sit right with me, yeah. but I don't know why. Um, I don't think it's wrong to have a big building. I don't think it's wrong to be a big church. Um, I don't think it's a, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I don't want to say crap. I don't want to talk crap about it. Yeah. But there's something that's missing. It seems like. I do. There is one thing that I don't like is it's like the prosperity gospel where people are just like, <laughs> yeah, all their, all their services about money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all their services about what God can do for you and stuff like that. That was a big wave back like 20 years ago that kind of died out now. It's like along with the seeker-friendly church. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That's still, I think. In the demon church where oh, everything's yeah. a demon and yeah. every TV show's a demon and you got to stop watching everything and yeah. there's demons it's everywhere. Like, and <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like I was big uh, when I was a kid. That's why every dream I had was about a freaking demon. <laughs> <laughs> demons laughing at me. Pokemons are demons. <laughs> and dragons. Dragons are, demon. are demons. Everything yeah, is everything a demon, demon is like Hercules came out and that was like a all demonic yeah. demons. Which I'm not even like I'm not even crapping on. It's fine. Could be a demon, could Whatever. not be a demon. But the thing uh, is like don't you don't know. need to spend your energy on it. You know what I'm saying? Like You don't need to think about it at all, yeah. think, really. You, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't need to focus on again. The if enemy. you're focused on Jesus, like you're pretty good to go. Yeah, like you're all right. He's going. He's going to set things right for you. Anyway, this seems like a good place to stop, right? Going yeah, on we wanted to do like thirty minutes. That's like an yeah. hour, but we really do try to condense it. But it's hard because <laughs> we're long winded. I guess. I guess flow. I guess I'm long winded. My vision is sometimes take time to elaborate. I am very thorough in my thought processing and my communicating. Like if I feel like I didn't do it thoroughly, I feel like I held a sneeze in. Like it well, feels just weird to me. Give me your stuff and I'll condense it to like a couple I mean, paragraphs and we'll be good. What does that mean? You want to follow a script? <laughs> no. All right. Why don't you pray for people? Uh, okay. No, you pray because I, I opened with a prayer. You why don't you pray? Okay. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day, God. I thank you for... Um, Lord, that you you make it actually very simple for us, God, that it's about you, Jesus. It's about following you. It says, follow me and I'll do the rest. So God, I just ask that we would all follow you, Lord, that we wouldn't get distracted by um, like the fun aspects of you. It's fun to prophesy. It's fun to experience your um, your healing and your all the things that can happen with you it's exciting and it's 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 awesome but god we don't ever want to make that more of an idol than just a fun byproduct of your presence we want to make it about you so father i just ask that we would all just follow you keep our eyes on you lord that we would not that you would be the only thing we're following god you would be the only influencer in our lives god and i just ask you bless everybody 
this week and um, just pour out your spirit on everyone that listens and let your will be done in this episode in this podcast in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Like and subscribe. Follow us on the YouTubes, on <laughs> the Facebooks and on the Instagrams. Yeah. And share us with your friends and neighbors. Oh, yeah. And your coworkers. And the let us know if you don't know how to share. <laughs> Listen to us. <laughs> and uh, All episodes, by the way, are now on YouTube. On the YouTubes. All of them. All of them are there. Because I don't think Google has a podcast anymore. That they're getting rid of it. That's next year. It's on the YouTubes now. It's going to be YouTubes, yeah. Google, Google Podcasts are going away. Go on the Apple and listen to it. Apple's still there. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next week. See you next week.